So it is a great honor for me to have the uh, Washington State Fire Fire Marshal Charles LeBlanc join us. I guess I can call you Chuck. Uh, Chuck, welcome to the Todd Herman Show. Thank you, Todd. Um, you know, I were visiting before we started the interview. You're a guy that gets to your desk uh, to work on behalf of the citizens of Washington State at what time every morning? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. I love that. And you are in a, an amazing position. State Fire Marshal, your doctors have told you what about these mRNA injections? Well, I'll use my doctor's exact verbiage. He said I have a contraindication, which means I have the likelihood of an adverse reaction to the vaccine. And the adverse reactions right now, according to the VARS database, include about 16,000 dead people, uh, some from, some with the injections. You are aware, of course, of a 37-year-old Seattle woman who was blackmailed into taking the injections and those killed her. So this isn't theory anymore. And given your background, I don't think you're a guy who's afraid to die. You know, I'll tell you this. uh, I'm not one that's going to play Russian roulette with my life. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's amazing to me that the governor can, uh, by the stroke of a pen, mandate that uh, people get the vaccine irregardless of their circumstance. And that, to me, is a travesty. Yeah. And you're not, I mean, you don't play Russian with your life, neither do I, but you're not a guy who has been risk adverse in career either, because you, what, tell my listeners what you did before you were state fire marshal. Well, I, was, uh, I spent uh, 26 years as a commissioned officer with the Washington State Patrol. Uh, before that, I served my nation in the United States Navy. Uh, you know, my entire life is built on service to the public. And uh, it's been a blessing, to be quite honest with you. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for the state. I'm embarrassed that this man, Inslee, is doing what he's doing to you. You have been willing to put your life between us and the bad guys your entire life. And it is obscene. It sickens me. Um, when you were confronted with this fact that they intend to either see you injected with something that could kill you or to wash you out of public service. What did that feel like emotionally for you, um, Marshal LeBlanc? Well, that is a great question, Todd. Um, Honestly, it felt like I was being discarded with the garbage. That's how it felt. Uh, After 33 years of service to this state, and honestly, I can tell you, I have served to the very best of my ability. Um, I have served with integrity. Never did I ever envision my career would end being dismissed by the state. When I heard about what they were doing to you, um, I was first initially very angry. And then I'm, I'm very grateful for you for speaking up. This is also, uh, Marshall LeBlanc, this is also an act of service. What you are doing now, in my judgment, as heroic as anything you've done in uniform. Because you're not just speaking for yourself. Um, the very fact, and let me, let me puzzle you this. Uh, what does it mean to you that the state pretends there's no such thing as natural immunity? That tells me that the state's not uh, following the science because science actually dictates that natural immunity is greater than a vaccine can ever give me. Yeah. And in my case, it does, that, that very uh, situation applies. I had uh, COVID in June, just this past June. So I have natural immunity in my system right now which means I have better antibodies in my system than the vaccine can give me. Well, and to add insult uh, to insult to injury on top of this, uh, there's, there's now reams of data, not just from Israel, that people who get these injections, these mRNA injections, are actually more likely to be hospitalized, more likely to become sick. 
as you and I are talking, several countries have discontinued the Moderna uh, injections, not not for young people, for everybody, because of the side effects, the myocarditis, swelling of the heart, pericarditis, swelling of the sac around the heart. Um, and incidentally, that's that that injection is not particularly different from Pfizer. Pfizer, as I understand, it creates more spike proteins, which are the cytotoxins, the toxins to the cell. Um, how many people, uh, Fire Marshal, Fire Marshal Charles LeBlanc's with us, Fire Marshal of all of Washington State. Um, how many people do you think in in public service are about to be cleansed, uh, washed out, tossed out? Because I do think that's what they're doing. I think they're tossing people out. Well, here's what's happening right now, Todd. The number has been believed to be, it's going to be a great number. But I can tell you, based on what I, I know today, that uh, the number is is decreasing. And I'm going to tell you why it's decreasing. It's decreasing because people who do not want to get the vaccination because of wh- whether it's a, a, an act of conscience, whether it's a, a medical reason, uh, or simply the reason that uh, it's it's their choice, uh, are being uh, compelled to get the vaccine because they have no outlet, meaning there, there, there is no remedy for them or their families. Uh, so they have given in, and, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean this, that in order to support their families, they have gotten the shot. Now, what's sad about that is, as you know, the side effects can come anywhere between two and five years after the vaccination. So, so hopefully, I'm, I, I hope and pray that none of these individuals who are against the vaccination, uh, who got the vaccination, uh, will not show any major health uh, side effects in the years to come. I hope that they'll be able to live long lives with their families. But I can tell you they are very nervous. A lot of these folks that I've personally talked with uh, are very nervous, um, but they had to do it because they had to support their families. And they don't have the tenure that I have to where they can really walk away from this. There's so many people in that position, um, Fire Marshal. There's so many people. There's, there's too many people, Todd. Too well, many people. And this is the thing, I think, uh, Marshal Monk, that really, I, I hope people understand this. Once you normalize the state pressuring your employer to pressure you to put something in your body, that's what you've normalized. Because let's go through the checklist. Do, do these injections stop transmission? No. Do they stop infection? No. Do they prevent, do they create herd immunity? No. Does natural immunity, do they respect natural immunity in this? No, you have natural immunity, uh, Marshall, as you've said, you have it. Is this then about healthcare? Well, my contention, no. This stopped being about healthcare a long time ago. Where we're at now is we are on the cusp of the government being able to say, I'm going to need you to get a Fitbit type device installed in your body. That's madness, what I just said. Fire Marshal, but is it a stretch? If, the, if they can make you do this, why can't they make you have a Fitbit type device installed in your body? Well, this is, this is the breaking ground for just that, Todd. You know, after this, what's next? Um, we don't know what's next. There is, there is no leadership uh, that, that's worthy of the positions they're in if you can't stand for the right thing. The right thing here is to tell the governor that his policy is wrong. Yes, and let's remember this, and this, this is madness as well. This same governor who is pressuring you and others and blackmailing people and has now caused employers to blackmail employees has made it legal to give someone HIV without telling them. How does that square 
it's kind of uh, backwards as far as I'm concerned. Right. Let's continue the conversation with the state fire marshal of Washington State, a career law enforcement officer, a man who served his country in the United States Navy, Charles LeBlanc, right after we check traffic with right-way traffic. Washington State Fire Marshal Charles LeBlanc is with me, uh, committing as much of an act of heroism as he's ever done in his long career in law enforcement in the United States Navy as our state fire marshal. Um, Has anyone from the governor's office reached out to you to say, you know, we are really concerned um, uh, about your health. And is there anything we could do to um, maybe, maybe have they reached out to you to say anything related to we're concerned or has it just been the cold shoulder? It's absolutely been the cold shoulder. Uh, The last time I saw the governor was actually at Detective Gunderson's uh, uh, memorial service this past Monday. And he literally walked directly in front of me. Um, passed me and then began shaking hands of the executives to my left. And then he took his seat. What I need him to do is realize what he is doing to Washingtonians all across this state. Yeah. Uh, he is literally taking people and he's putting them out in the cold. But literally, we cannot, uh, we cannot put in for unemployment because of the way that we're being dismissed. The terminology is administrative separation. And by that terminology, apparently I cannot even qualify for unemployment when I'm laid off. Uh, and also, they made sure that uh, immediately following the dismissal date of October 18th, on October 19th, all medical and dental coverage for my family will cease to exist. So basically, we're being put out in the cold, and then we're being punished after being put out in the cold. And uh, to me, that is what's more damning uh, in this whole situation is the fact that uh, you're going to let uh, some of your your best employees in this state now go out and fend for themselves. And then when they reach out for help because they've lost their jobs, you're going to deny them. And that's unfortunate. And this is at the same time as we've had 400,000 people illegally enter our country on the southern border. They are not being forced to get the injections. And I think rightly so. We brought some Afghans uh, who helped our military into our country. They were not forced to get the injections. They're going to be taken care of. But someone who's been a career defending us is you're right. And a listener of mine got really upset with me. Um, a listener, Steve, wrote me a note because I was saying people being cleansed from the workforce and, and cleansed as, as if they're dirt, you know, dirt people being tossed out. Um, and, and I use that language on purpose because it is my assessment as well. That's how people are being treated. And the face of this, for me, I just have to ask, um, what do you, uh, this requires speculation on your part, but what is the, what's the motive here? Because we've eliminated healthcare as the motive. What's the motive? You know, I think you're right. You can speculate on a lot of different motives that could be considered in this case. Um, honestly, from where I stand, I, I think what we have is a, we have a governor who's drunk on his own power. Uh, he is dictating and that's it. If you don't follow his, his, his dictation, you're out. Um, and that's, that's really what I see happening, but I think there's certainly other avenues that you can speculate. Okay. I don't want to get, um, I am political, uh, in that I'm ideological and have beliefs. I don't want to draw you into politics, but I have to ask, has the Republican party, um, come knocking on your door to say, uh, Fire Marshal, how can we support you? Has J.T. Wilcox, the House Republican leader, been in touch to say, how can we support you? Has John Braun, the House or the Senate Republican leader, have they been in touch to say, Fire Marshal, how do we support you? Uh, no, sir. I've gotten no such uh, 
contacts. Huh. That's interesting. I find that disturbing. I would think that the law and order party would choose to stand with a man of law and order. You're very fortunate to have an attorney named Nathan Arnold who's working with you. Um, Yes. Uh, When the ACLU reached out to help you, did you turn them down? Uh, They didn't reach out. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? What about all the other civil rights organizations reaching out to you? Zero. Um, Has the press been banging down your door to talk to you every day? Um, As of late, I've been getting a lot of uh, emails and requests. But uh, I noticed something about one of the reports and and, 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 uh, since they've been kind enough to talk to you, I don't want to just I don't want to drag them. But I saw that one of the press reports said that you say you're not able to have the vaccine. That's what you say. But you don't say it. You have a letter from a doctor, right? It's not you saying. Is that correct? That's correct. I submitted my request for a medical exemption to the state patrol, along with the letter from my doctor, who explains why I should not be uh, why I should be considered for an exemption. Um, I then had an IAP, which is an interactive process with the chief of the state patrol, my boss and the uh, HR commander. During that conversation, uh, it was made very clear to me that uh, unless I got the vaccination, there was no accommodation. Although they did tell me they were accepting my exemption request, but they could not accommodate me. So, and let's just recap this. I want to make sure all my listeners understand this. Charles, uh, the, the state fire marshal of Washington state, Charles LeBlanc, has natural immunity. He had COVID. His body overcame it. That is far more durable and far more elastic, meaning it can respond better to the variants than any of the injections. The injections do not stop transmission. They do not stop infection. According to the Israeli data, people with both injections are more likely to be hospitalized with serious cases, far more likely. So as he stands today, this man sitting across from me is is a lesser risk to infect people than people with the injections. And yet he's being washed out. His health care is being stolen. His dental coverage for his health care and dental coverage for his family is being stolen. And yet he survived serving as a cop and as a um, in our in, in the Navy. Did you? I just, I don't even know how to ask this. If this is allowed to stand, how do you, a man who spent your life putting your body between us and the bad guys, how do you feel about your country? It makes me very, very nervous about the future of our country right now. Uh, I am very nervous. I I have three sons who are entering the world as adults and uh, becoming contributing members of society. And I'm worried about what they're going to have to face. Yeah. Uh, I join you in that, um, in that fear. I join you in that. Uh, I want to make sure that we get words uh, from your lawyer, Nathan Arnold, before we, um, we end this. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't, State Fire Marshal? Um, no, I, I will make this statement, though, and I made it yesterday as well. Um, I want to make sure people understand that because there's a lot of venom and there's a lot of uh, hate that's being uh, aimed at agency heads, uh, I think I think that venom is, is is misplaced. I think the venom belongs in one place and one place only. And I'll I'll just refrain from saying that person's name. But I yeah. think everyone knows what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he might be the guy who goes around calling people like me bioterrorists. Um, 
and bioreactors, right? Uh, let me uh, just a thank you so very much, and and God, God is with you, and um, we are with you. We love you. We thank you, bottom of my heart, and I mean it. What you're doing today, you are an historic. You are a historic public servant for doing this. 